the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. And This is another day that you've given us, and so we are seeking to do a good job for you, to serve you well, to obey you well, to be ambassadors for you, Lord. And so we will strive to love one another. We will strive to understand your word and fulfill it, Lord, as as uh, we, we just want to uh, be with you in your presence. So this is a great day, and we pray that uh, we will do well with the gift that you have given us. We bless you, thank you, and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, we're back here looking at Romans 9 for the fourth week. I know. Some of you saying, when are we going to get to Romans 10? But we're going to get there soon. You might want to get that pencil and paper out so that you can take notes. Again, if you'd like to email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Uh, with questions or thoughts on this teaching or anything else. If you'd like to help us with our radio time, the finances, please call Karen at 813-831-5673. And, uh, you know, we're in the middle of Romans 9 through 11, and we're understanding Paul's heart, God's heart, and the importance of Messianic Judaism in these days from these three chapters, we see that Messianic Judaism is definitely a part of God's plan. So these chapters are so critical to the Christian faith as well, because God's faithfulness to the Jewish people encourage Christians, um, and he will be faithful to them too. So um, God is faithful to all of us, right? And it's also quite remarkable, I think, that uh, in Romans 9 through 11, 
almost every verse seems to head back to something in the Hebrew Scriptures, which is why you need to have pencil and pen out if you're going to study this, because you're going to need to go back and forth a lot. Um, Romans 9.27 is where we left off. A great place, yes? Okay. Let's read a few verses. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of B'nai Yisrael, or the children of Israel, be as the sand of the sea, only the remnant shall be saved. For Adonai will carry out his word upon the earth, bringing it to an end and finishing quickly. And just as Isaiah foretold, unless Adonai Tzevaot had left us seed, we would have become like Sodom and resembled Gomorrah. Well, okay, that uh, takes us a few verses, and immediately we see, again, the Hebrew Scriptures. So let's first connect the dots there. Uh, Isaiah 10.22 says, For though you, your people, O Israel, be as the sand of the sea, only a, remen- a remnant of them will return. Destruction has been decreed. Justice overflows. For a complete destruction, as decreed, will Adonai Elohei Tzivaot make throughout the whole land. So we see here in Isaiah that God is saying that only a remnant will be saved or will return. And so this is the same thing that we just read in Romans 9. And we understand that the suffering of God's people at the hands of the Assyrians and others would make them feel as if they were going to be totally destroyed. But God is assuring them that this is not the case. He'll always preserve his remnant. Amen? And this also leads us to Isaiah 1.9, which says, Unless Adonai Tzavod, or the Lord of hosts, had left us, a small remnant, we would have been as Sodom, we would have been as Gomorrah. Again, you can see the connection between Romans 9 and and Isaiah 1.9. And we know that Sodom and Gomorrah were completely destroyed in judgment. So this quotation from Isaiah 1.9 shows that as bad as Judah's state was because of their sin, it could have been worse. It was only by the mercy of God that they survived at all. Obviously, Sodom and Gomorrah were both totally destroyed, with not even a very small remnant to carry on. But God is showing us, again with that remnant, that even in the midst of judgment, God shows mercy to his people. So let's continue into Romans 9.30. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness attained righteousness. That is the righteousness of faith. But Israel, who pursued a Torah, or law, of righteousness, did not reach the Torah. Why? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it were from works. They stumbled over the stone of stumbling, just as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him shall not be put to shame. 
Okay, so what it's saying here is the majority in Israel missed the Messiah because they did not understand the importance of trusting God. They had to do this by faith. And Gentiles, people who weren't Jewish, found their righteousness without even looking for it. As soon as they accepted Yeshua by faith, they were seen as righteous. So Israel had the right goal, (laughs) which was to achieve the righteousness of God, but the wrong way of achieving it. They thought it was by works. But even the Torah is based on faith, not on works. Okay, right? We got that. Now, when we said in Romans 9.33, just as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him shall not be put to shame, we see again these are quotes from the Hebrew Scriptures as an example. And and we want to know, really, we want to know about this stone. That's what we want to know. So let's read Isaiah 28.16. Therefore... Thus says Adonai Elohim, Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone, a firm foundation. Whoever trusts will not flee in haste. Wow, that's pretty weird to trust in a stone, wouldn't you think? Unless, well, let's keep reading and see if we can learn more about this stone. Uh, Psalm 118, verse starting with 19, verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and praise Adonai. This is the gate of Adonai. The righteous will enter through it. I give you thanks because you have answered me and have become my salvation or my Yeshua. And then it says, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. It is from Adonai. It is marvelous in our eyes. And wouldn't you agree that it is marvelous in our eyes because we know the stone is Yeshua. And so whether it's Romans 9, Isaiah 28, or Psalm 118, the stone is Yeshua. And so it says there in Psalm 118, the stone the builders rejected, the Jewish people were the builders, right, has become the capstone, it's become, well, we'll look at what that means in a second. So the, the stone is Yeshua, and uh, this stone is, uh, it starts out by saying, uh, I lay in Zion a stone. That's the Romans 9 part. So uh, this is a stone in Israel. The Jews will stumble over it and find it offensive. But if you believe you will not be put to shame. It's a tested stone, which means you can count on it. It's, it's gone through the test. It's a costly stone, which means there's great value to this stone. It's a firm foundation, which means it is what the, the stone is the very foundation that everything is built on. And if you trust, it, it, uh, you won't leave quickly. Um, In other words, when you trust, you will have that which God is promising. And the builders rejected this stone. And not only that, 
it has become the capstone. Now, I mentioned the capstone before. It is the stone fixed on the top of something, forming like a roof, as an example. That would be a capstone. So let's look at this stone. It's a foundational stone, which is the bottom. You know, everything is on top of it. It's also the capstone, which is the roof. In other words, this stone is complete. (laughs) And then it says it's marvelous in our eyes for the people who trust. So don't you get it? The stone is Yeshua. Because they, the Jewish people did not seek that by faith. They stumbled at the stumbling stone. Paul, Paul already showed us in Romans that the only possible way to be saved is through faith. And we'll see this again in, verse, uh, in chapter 10. It's not by the works of the law. Paul shows us that salvation comes only through the Messiah which was going to be a stumbling block to Israel. In fact, in 1 Corinthians one twenty-two, it says, For Jewish people ask for signs, and Greek people ask for wisdom. But we proclaim Messiah crucified, a stumbling block to Jewish people and foolishness to Gentile people, but to those who are called, both Jewish and Greek people, Messiah, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Wow. So we see here so many things. It's it's quite interesting. So in this verse, we see again this idea of uh, predestination, right? But and, and yet we will see so many places where it's about free will. How does God combine predestination with free will? I don't know. That's a show where you'll go on the radio and you'll tell me because I don't get it. I just know it's what he says, and so I believe it, and I'm leaving it at that, okay? So we read more about the rock, going back to the rock, and the rejection in the parable of the master and his vineyard, right? The landowner keeps sending people, right, to his tenants to collect his fruit. And they either beat or kill each person he sends. Finally, he sends his son and he says, oh, they'll respect my son. I mean, he's my son. And they kill him too. And then in Matthew twenty-one forty-one, talking about that, it says, he will bring those miserable men to a miserable end. This is the landowner doing that. They said to him, and will lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the fruit in their season. Yeshua said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? This has become the chief cornerstone. This came from Adonai, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people producing its fruits. Whoever falls on this stone will be shattered, but the one upon whom it falls, it will crush him. And we see that this had happened for 2,000 years in a sense. God took away the knowledge of Yeshua from the Jewish people and only a dribs and drabs of people through the years who were Jewish accepted Yeshua as Messiah. But he is restoring that now. 
Can you say amen to that? Is that so amazingly exciting? Again, you know, we see this thing about his sovereignty uh, and predestination, but we also see here that in what we just read, he presents the other side of the coin, God does. The human responsibility and choice. Israel is responsible for their current condition. In fact, we are all responsible for our choices, which lead to our current condition. God has never left us, but oftentimes we have left him. What are we going to do about it today? Are you going to uh, go to the Lord and say, I am sorry I have left you? Well, we see as we're about to enter Romans 10, yes, everybody give a cheer, Romans 10, that uh, there's going to be a lot of continuation of the same thoughts from Romans 9. In fact, when we talk about salvation and we finally get to uh, believing and confessing, we, we see that God gives us a way to know that we're saved. But let's start with Romans 10.1. Let's not get too excited about going ahead. So, verses 1 through 3. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. Does that sound familiar at all? Yeah. For I testify about them that they have zeal for God, but not based on knowledge. For being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. So Paul again relates his heart for his people, even though he's he's been hurt by them both emotionally and physically, he he is loving on his people, the, his fellow Jews. Just like Romans 9, he prays to God for his brethren to be saved. Paul says the Jews care and want to know God. It's just that they don't have the knowledge. Now, when he says they don't, it's not based on knowledge, I believe that they had the knowledge in, in the sense that they knew Scripture. They just didn't understand what it meant. So the knowledge they were lacking was the understanding of the Scripture and, and, and the, the, the veil that was over their eyes, not the fact that they didn't know the Scripture themselves. So they lacked really the heart of the Bible. They lacked righteousness by faith. So it says here that they established their own way to righteousness. They were not submitted to God. Hey, does this sound familiar to anybody? (laughs) People establishing their own way to righteousness? Well, it's not just the Jewish people who have done this, is it? No, 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 no. We see a whole culture now in this country and in the world who has done this very same thing. They have established their own way to righteousness. They are not submitted to God. I mean, we should just pray daily that our people change their hearts and they establish God's way to righteousness and they decide to be submitted to God. Amen? Yeah. 
Look, salvation comes from using your knowledge correctly. Our knowledge should lead us to faith in God and trust in God. We must understand our personal responsibility to coming to a saving knowledge of Yeshua as our Messiah. Amen? Okay. Romans 10.4. 10.4, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> For Messiah is the goal of the Torah as a means to righteousness for everyone who keeps trusting. Meaning, what what people don't realize is that the Torah points to Messiah. The Torah explains the need for Messiah. And the Torah requires trusting God so that when we recognize Messiah, we will understand the need to trust in him. It, it, people... Please don't mangle the scriptures. Messiah is the goal of Torah. Look, this is said in the New Covenant. 10-4? <laughs> You'll never forget this, right? It's going to be your calling. 10-4, Romans 10-4, for Messiah is the goal of Torah. So if Paul says it in the New Covenant, in the book of Romans, let's just agree, okay? Okay. <laughs> Romans 10.5, well, maybe that's not as powerful, I don't know, 10.4 seemed pretty powerful, no, I'm just kidding you. Romans 10.5, for Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on Torah, the man who does these things shall live by them, but the righteousness based on faith speaks in this way, Uh, and, and so we see For instance, in Leviticus 18.5, So you are to keep my statutes and my ordinances. The one who does them will live by them. I am Adonai. God's saying in this verse, both in Romans and in Leviticus, that if you're going to be righteous by the law, you got to do it perfectly. you got to do all the law. And we know that's not going to happen, right? And in verse 6, of of Romans 10, it says, Do not say in your heart who will go up into heaven, that is to bring Messiah down. Even these scriptures are all found. I mean, can you believe this? In the Torah, Deuteronomy 9, 4, After Adonai your God has driven them out from before you, do not say in your heart, it is because of my righteousness that Adonai has brought me in to possess this land. It is because of the wickedness of these nations that Adonai is driving them out from before you. No, it's not about us. Okay? Deuteronomy 30, 12. It is not in heavens that you should say who will go up for us to the heavens and get it for us and have us hear it so uh, may we may do it. Look, God is saying pride will not bring salvation nor will it bring righteousness. And hard to believe, but we're going to have to stop here. I can't believe it. Somebody was telling me uh, this week, they, they just think this show goes by so quickly. I Nobody thinks it goes by as quickly as I do. I can tell you that. Well, we're out of time, so tell some friends that you know in your Bible study or people that you're studying Romans with or people who are studying Scripture that they should come to this radio station and listen to Romans 9 through 11 in the coming weeks. We, 
You can tell them we all, after four weeks, we finally got to Romans 10. And you can also hear a copy of this teaching and all my radio teachings if you go to our website, shoreshdavid.org, that's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org, that brings you to the page where you can uh, click under Ministries, then click under Heart of Messiah Radio. And for those of you who'd like to send a gift, please call Karen at 813-831-5673. It will help us stay on the radio in this year of 2018. I pray that God has touched your heart and that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.